0: Hey everybody, welcome to Audio Only, with me, Nate Starr. It is Thursday, <clears throat> May 31st, 2008, it's the last day of May, which means that tomorrow will be halfway through uh, 2018. I, I, I can't believe it already. I mean, it seems like um, just yesterday, uh, the ground was covered in snow. Uh, here in Michigan. Uh, that's probably because it was. (laughs) Winter seemed to go on a long time, but it it was like we didn't get a spring this year. Uh, Mother Nature just flipped the switch from, uh, winter to summer. The snow melted and now it's 80 degrees and I got my air conditioner in the window. You know. But you know what? A, A nice early hot summer is, uh, is just what we need. Uh, because that'll keep... Uh, the warm air over the lake and maybe chill out our uh, upcoming winter make it so that we'll have a nice mild winter at least until the new year so but you know as summer approaches we get uh, one of my favorite things uh, about the summertime is, uh, is going to the fair You know I don't ride the rides anymore number one I'm tall um, number two I'm uh, old <laughs> you know uh getting jarred and knocked around um it's not worth it's not worth the leave i gotta take later on, you know, but one thing I do love is uh is fair food i love fair food i think it is uh i love corn dogs uh deep fried candy um you know sausage and peppers all of it every you know and, uh, the last time I was at a fair, though, they had pizza. And I was like, that's kind of phoning it in. That's playing it safe. Because you can get pizza anywhere all the time. But where are you going to get a good deep-fried corn dog? Where are you going to get your deep-fried Oreos? Another one is, uh, is the lemonade at a, at a fair is the best. You can try to make it at home, but there's just something magical... About buying it from some random gypsies, <laughs> uh, they're not really gypsies. They're the carnies, circus folk. Um, but I mean, it's it's a long way from the trailers of going around the, the country and everything. But uh, there's still that 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 history, that that stigma. That you know, uh, it, it, it is delicious. I love it. I bought the this year. I uh, was at the Tulip Time. Uh, fair and I bought uh I bought the large lemonade uh because uh you just gotta <laughs> you just I mean it's too good to pass out And you know I bought the one large and I shared it with my wife that's how I you know I'm getting old that I'm willing to share food um and drink because I used to be real against that but but the other thing is is uh the smell of the fair like um you know like uh, there are certain things when you smell it it makes you go, oh man, that reminds me of this thing or that thing. you know they, the olfactory senses unlocking memories in your brain. When I was a kid, you know back you know, in the 80s when everybody you know you could smoke anywhere you wanted. and um, there's like the smell of, if you can get if, you, if we get the hat trick, it's the smell of cigarettes, diesel, like like oil gasoline and um fried food it's like if i if i hit two of those i'm like oh man it almost smells like a fair but if i hit three oh suddenly i'm i'm craving i'm craving a corn dog and i'm hoping that somebody will ask me to try to play one of their rigged games for a stuffed animal that no one will ever cuddle with because they're big and and hard to use I don't I, have had, unapologetically, though, I will, uh, I, eating fair food is my favorite thing, um, my kids like to go on the rides, some of the rides, this year my oldest son was, uh, actually went on some of the scarier rides, not all of them, but, uh, he'd, he'd upped his game, and it's, it's funny to watch him grow up, and, uh, you know, ch- take on the new challenges, and try to be a little bit cooler for his friends. Um, you know, cause I remember when I was him, you know, I remember when the, when the doctor was me. So it's a, uh, it's kind of cool to sit back in the parent role and, uh, and watch your kids experience the cool things about growing up or, you know, just the, the social cues of growing up. But speaking of life and love and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, Today, our birthday boy is none other than Walt Whitman. Uh, Real quick, a little poetry here by Walt Whitman. Oh, Captain, my Captain, our fearful trip is done. The ship has weathered every rack, the prize we sought is won. The port is near, the bells I hear, the people all exulting. I'll follow wise the steady keel, the vessel grim and daring. But, oh, heart, 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 oh, the bleeding drops of red, where on the deck my captain lies, fallen, cold, and dead. Oh, captain, my captain, rise up and hear the bells. Rise up, for you the flag is flung, for you the bald strills, for your bouquets and ribbon wreaths, for you the shores a-crowding, for you they call the swaying mass, their eager faces turning. Here, Captain, dear father, the arm beneath your head. It is some dream that on the deck you've fallen cold and dead. My captain does not answer. His lips are pale and still. My father does not feel my arm. He has no pulse nor will. The ship is anchored safe and sound, its voyage closed and done. From feelful trip, the victor ship comes in with object one. Exalto shores, and ring, O bells, but I with mournful tread. Walk the deck, my captain lies, fallen, cold, and dead. Yes, indeed, Walt Whitman's birthday today. Born in West Hills, Long Island, in New York in 1819, Whitman worked as a printing press typesetter, teacher, journalist, and newspaper editor. He was working as a carpenter, his father's trade, and living with his mother in Brooklyn when he read... Ralph Waldo Emerson's essay, The Poet, which claimed the new, the new United States needed a poet to properly captured spirit, Whitman decided he was that poet. I was simmering, 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 Walt Whitman later said, Emerson brought me to a boil. Whitman began work on his collection Leaves of Grass, crafting an American epic that celebrated the common man. He did most of the typesetting for the book himself, and he made sure the edition was small enough to fit in a pocket, later explaining, I'm nearly always successful at the reader in the open air. He was 37 years old when he paid for the publication of 795 copies out of his own pocket. Many of Whitman's poems were criticized for being openly erotic. One of Whitman's earliest reviews had called the book a mass of stupid filth accusing Whitman of that horrible sin not to be mentioned among Christians. But rather than censoring himself, Whitman added 146 poems to his third edition. He began to grow a literary reputation that swung from genius to moral reprobate, depending on the reader. Uh, Thoreau wrote, It is as if the beast spoke. Willa Cather referred to Whitman as that dirty old man. Emerson praised Whitman's collection as... The most extraordinary piece of wit and wisdom America has yet contributed. And the critic, William Michael Rossetti, proclaimed that Whitman was a talent on par with Shakespeare. Whitman left New York when his brother was wounded in the Civil War, traveling to Virginia and then to Washington, D.C., to serve as a volunteer Army Hospital nurse. He had a reputation for unconventional clothing and manners. He wrote, I cock my hat as I please, indoors and out. With the help of well-placed friends, Whitman eventually found work as a low-level clerk in the Department of the Interior. But when former Iowa Senator James Harlan discovered Whitman worked in his department, he had him dismissed proclaiming leaves of grass was full of indecent passages, and that Whitman himself was a very bad man and a free lover. Whitman's friend William Douglas O'Connor immediately came to his defense, he arranged for Whitman to be transferred to the Attorney General's office, and he published a pamphlet refuting Harlan's charges, titled, The Good Grey Poet of Vindication. The small book praised Whitman's nobleness of character, and went on to quote from positive reviews and to ridicule Harlan as an underread Philistine. The pamphlet became more than a vindication, it helped to radically alter the average reader's perception. Of Whitman is both a writer and as a man. Out with the image of the body nonconformist, and in with the good gray poet, the nickname for Whitman that is still popular to this day. Whitman spent the last 20 years of his life revising, and expanding Leaves of Grass, issuing the eighth and final edition in 1891, saying it was "at last complete." After 33 years of heckling at it, all times and moods of my life, fair weather and foul, all parts of the land in peace and war, young and old. Today, most scholars agree that Whitman was likely gay. When he was asked directly toward the end of his life, Whitman declined to answer, but he did say shortly before he died that sex was the thing in my work which has been most misunderstood, uh, that has excited the roundest opposition, the sharpest venom, the untermined slander of the people who regard themselves as the custodians of morals of the world. So there you have it. Happy birthday to so, so Walt Whitman and we got a little poetry a little a little learning and a little look at life that's basically what the show it's about uh, if you want to like, I, I, I stress it I can't stress it enough um, go out and learn go out and, and find something and phone a friend talk to somebody you know, uh, two of our greatest resources are, uh, you know, two of the, two of the things that we are lucky to have in our life is the ability to learn and the ability to love. So you, you know, learn what you, learn all you can, love all you can, and you'll have a happy life. That'll do it for me today. Thank you very much for listening to Audio Only with Nate start. If you do like the show, uh, drop me a line. Uh, you can applaud. You can leave voicemails on the anchor. And, um, but yeah, take a, take a look. You know, share it. Let people know about it. And, uh, again, thanks for listening. Do me a favor. And just be careful out there.